welcome back to another episode of Lions, Tigers, and Children's Ministry. Oh my. Today we're going to be continuing the episode with Brother David Johnston that we left off on last time. Uh, It was recorded at Lighthouse in Seneca, Missouri, where Brother Johnston was doing a kids crusade. Let's go ahead and jump right back in. Um, Now, with your setup and everything... I know everybody goes about this different. This is one thing that I don't think I've ever run into two people that do it the same way. Right. Writing a lesson. Mm-hmm. Okay. Some people have told me they take VBS material mm-hmm. and make a kid's crusade out of it, which is yeah. super easy to do. Anybody can do it. Um, and it's a great idea. With what you do down there, I recognize some of the things I mm-hmm. think from at least the songs. I know I recognize from yeah. the uh, the Seek team yes, from yes. OBI. Yeah. Um, how do you go about writing your material? Well, first we, we pray about a theme and, you know, kind of get something tangible in our, well, not tangible, but in our minds, what mm-hmm. we want to do. Uh, last year there was a pastor in Ohio. He was like, when are you guys going to do a pirate theme? We like, yeah, that would be cool. Cause we've literally done, I don't know how many themes over the years we've done, you know, EMT, Red yep. Cross, you know, mm-hmm. army construction, Safari. Mm-hmm. Uh, last year we did a hot air balloon theme, uh, go the great beyond. So mm-hmm. this year we decided on a pirate theme. Well, then um, Courtney, she does. Courtney, who is our daughter, she's twenty seven. She travels with us. She um, put all the. She got all the songs together, and we just kept going through them until all of us, my wife and Courtney and I, decided on yes, this is the song for Kids Crusade. Some of them were a little rocky. Some of them. I'm not a big fan of electric guitars, you know, mm-hmm. squalling in the background. So right. some of them were like that. I'm like, I don't know. I mean, everything else was great except that. And yeah. if Audacity had a way to take that out, you yeah. know, that'd be awesome. <laughs> but um, so we do that. And then we talk about a storyline. What do we want to portray to the kids? Mm-hmm. What What do we want the final finale to be? Mm-hmm. And that's why we're on this journey, High Seas Adventure, uh, we wrestled with that 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 um, that title for some time, and finally, after we got that, then we looked for Bible stories to go along with High Seas Adventure. So Jonah the first night, Paul right. the or, um, yeah Paul the second night tonight, and then tomorrow night will be the Merchant Man, Stan the Merchant Man, who finds the pearl of great price. Oh, that's awesome! Yeah, so he's on a ship, you know. Yeah, it, so that basically. Uh, once we got all of that together, then we finalized everything. We write out all our scripts. Mm-hmm. And again, a lot of that stuff like Zeke and Molly, our main puppets are re- pre-recorded. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we, each church we go to, we get a puppeteer who's fairly good at puppets to be able to do the Jonah, the Paul, and the mm-hmm. Merchant Man. Okay. So putting all that together, it takes a lot of time. Now, if you're yeah. a children's church and you have to do this every Sunday... Uh, my recommendation is to take a VBS theme, mm-hmm. which you can buy fairly inexpensive, and then take that and adapt that and use that for your basic foundation. Because if you have to scramble to try to get new stuff every week, mm-hmm. you're going to be hurting. Yeah. I mean, you know, we've pastored and, you know, getting a just getting a message together takes mm-hmm. hours and hours of preparation. Right. And if you're working a 40-hour job or more and then trying to be a family man mm-hmm. and getting all this stuff together... Yeah, it's not enough time. Almost impossible. Yeah. yeah. So you can't just grab new stuff that you think about and make it happen. Right. It takes time. And I know some churches, and if I pastored again, I, I would probably implement this on a Wednesday night. I would have set designated Wednesday nights as 
children's church practice night. Mm. And I would, because that's a ministry. Yeah. And, you know, I would use that to, instead of them having to come another night and take another night out of their schedule, trying to get everybody together, use the service nights you have for your people that are involved in children's church. And Mm. that way they don't get burned out. Secondly, using a theme helps them not to get burned out. Right. Because they, they already have something that they can fall back on. Even if they run out of time and they can't get everything together, at least they still are on the right track. Yeah. You know, and you're, you're not scrambling, um, trying to, at the last minute, you know, pulling your hair out. What am I going to do yeah. for 45 minutes, you yeah. know, to entertain these kids? Yep. Yeah. I've seen it happen. In fact, I've, I've, been up there and people been like, Brother Seth, we need something, you yeah. know, right now. Yeah. And it, it can get really chaotic. And if that were the way it was every week, then it would, I mean, it'd just be terrible. You oh, know? yeah. You'd have people burn out left and right all yeah. the time. Yeah. And that's the problem in a lot of churches I see is people have been thrust into ministry that mm-hmm. don't really want to be there. Yeah. But there's a need and they right. feel a little bit of responsibility for towards that. The pastor asks them, hey, we need you. You know, and they don't know enough to say, no, I'm not, I'm not called to do this because it is a calling. Yeah. And you got to have a heart for it and you got to have a burden for it. Yeah. Here's the other thing too, Brother Seth, is um, it's important to have, and I know not every church has enough workers. We never, no no church really does. Right. 10% of the people are doing 90% of the job, but we do need to rotate as much as we can our workers. Yeah. So give them an opportunity to have a break. Yeah. You know. I know that the it's important. Bible Holiness actually has two different teams, and they'll do three weeks on and mm-hmm. three weeks off. And yeah. they actually have the Wednesday nights uh, before the church service for about an hour. Um, they'll try mm-hmm. the team that's going to be up that next week. They'll try to meet for 30, 45 minutes, an hour before mm-hmm. service on Wednesday sure. nights to go over what they're doing that yeah. next week. And that has been I, – I didn't even realize, like – I have done, like I said, kids ministry since I was 11. So 21 years Mm -hmm. I've been involved somehow in kids ministry. And I got to a point where I was just like, I don't even want to do it because I mean, I'm all out of ideas. I don't know what to do. I'm tired of being up there when I really want to be down there hearing the preacher or something like that. And uh, I actually was talking to brother Terry miles just before this. And, um, I had mentioned, you know, some churches, they only have one or two people that are willing to go back, not right. not even want to, but right. they're willing to go back. You're right. And then all the rest that you have for helpers is a lot of times teens that don't want to be in mm-hmm. church. Yeah. And he said, that's why we actually did the two teams is because not only does it give them the opportunity to be involved. Yeah. But it also gives them three weeks where they're in church, mm-hmm. you know, Sunday mornings, they're in church and they're not getting out of Sunday morning service yeah. every week. For those that aren't as dedicated, they still have that opportunity to be in church. Yeah. But for those that want to help, they still have the opportunity yeah. to help too. And that's a that's a that's a that's a great setup right there. Mm-hmm. But you and I both know not all churches have mm-hmm. that. And so you have to work with what you have. But again it goes back to training. If you'll train your kids now, yeah. you know, fourth, fifth, sixth grade and get them involved. Um, and, and some of our kids crusades, we've actually, instead of having the workers do, you know, the, the 13 and up do mm-hmm. the stuff, we've actually pulled kids out of the audience, right. you know, dress them up like yeah. right on the spot yeah. and they love that, yeah. you know, yeah. so that works out good too. But yeah, it's a challenge to find people who really see it as a ministry and, yeah. and it truly is. It is. 
it's definitely more of a ministry than a lot of people realize. In fact, uh, I can't remember the numbers right off the top of my head, but I think it's um, generally people that are saved before they're 11 years old are 90% more likely mm-hmm. to survive in their Christian walk than, yeah. than people that are in their teens or their 20s. You go to anywhere just about and say, how many of you were saved before you were 15 years old? Mm-hmm. 90% of the crowd is going to stand up. Yeah. And that is a huge thing that people don't understand. It's not just taking kids and babysitting them for right. 45 minutes. There is actually an element of ministry. The heart of the Lord has to be present in, yes. in dealing with children. Yes. And they can tell when you're not uh, sincere with what you're doing. Right. They can tell when you care and mm-hmm. when you don't. Oh, yes. Very. And it makes such a difference to have people that actually care about children in a place where they can minister to mm-hmm. children yeah. and be a blessing. And it can make such a difference in those children's lives. Brother Taylor actually um, has recently started doing some things on children's ministry, talking about it and such. And he talks about when he was saved, he went to some kids crusades and that's where he learned things like the books of the Bible mm-hmm. and different memory verses yeah. that he still remembers to this day. That's awesome. And it was through a kids crusade mm-hmm. and there's such a need for it, especially now more than ever before yeah. to be able to get kids attention mm-hmm. and to tell them the truth that Jesus loves them yeah. and that they have a place and that they, they are loved and cared for. And that's something that not, Everybody can do. Right. It does require a special type of a person yeah. to be able to do that. And you're not going to be able to retain every kid that comes in. Right. But for the ones that do and do stick with it, mm-hmm. Brother Josh Lindsay was just telling me about a young man in their church that um, he got saved in a kid's crusade. Mm-hmm. And he's been coming to church now for, I don't know, three or four years. Mm-hmm. If I got the story right. And now he's getting ready to become a teenager. And, mm. uh, from what I understand, his parents don't go to church. Um, you know, he just, they made sure he came, they made sure he went to camp, mm-hmm. they made sure he got involved and now he's fixing to become a teenager and still, you know, involved yeah. in church. So that's awesome. Yeah. It's, it's very important. Now, let me share this with you. When I was pastoring in, in, uh, Arizona and we left, you know, that was a big transition. We were there for eight years. Sure. Um, came back. We actually stopped at convocation. Mm-hmm. I was really wrestling with God. Did I miss it? Did I, did I, you know, hear from you correctly? Was mm-hmm. it time to leave? Should I stay? You know, da, da, da. And after a Thursday night service, uh, pretty much everybody was done praying. I was just standing over on the side and this young man walked up to me, had a little baby in his arm. Mm-hmm. He said, Hey, brother Johnston, how you doing? I said, great. How are you? You know? Mm-hmm. And he said, you don't remember me, do you? And I said, no, to be honest with you, I don't. Yeah. <laughs> so he said, well, you wouldn't have because the last time I saw you, I was 10 years old. And he said, you guys, you and your wife came and did a kid's crusade at our church. And I gave my heart to the Lord. And then I got called to preach. And, you know, now he's a he's an evangelist. And he said, there's my wife with my other daughter. And I just stood there and I bawled. Yeah. I cried. Yeah. And I just knew then, you know, that scripture that comes back to me, your labor is not in vain in the Lord. You know, God, God can use you. And you may not even know it or have the any kind of sense of impact on children's lives. 
but they are listening. Mm-hmm. And if you, you know, last night you weren't here tonight to, to hear it, but Courtney has such a passion. And, you know, last night she got teared up. You know, she just, she really is reaching for these kids. Right. Because a lot of kids, even in Christian homes, are hurting. Mm-hmm. And sometimes parents can't even see it. Yeah. And they'll come to a kid's crusade. And, of course, we have all the lights off except our special lights, you know, mm-hmm. our, our scene lights. And so all the attention's kind of drawn up front. And we have got some criticism for that. You know, it's right. kind of like, boy, that's really liberal. Well, <laughs> to each their own. But this is Kids Crusade. And what we're trying to do is reach these children, even in saved homes, Christian homes, who are hurting, right. who need help, who need direction in their lives. So we have a passion for that. That's why we do it. Now, I'll tell you, Brother Seth. It is much, much easier to preach a revival than to do a kid's crusade. Yeah. And I've had people say, ah, yeah, but once you get it down, you do the same thing week after week after week. Well, travel with us and spend the hours and hours of setting up and Mm -hmm. making sure everything runs correctly. And then the stress of it all. What happens if the power goes out? Oh, so we were in a church last year in Ohio (laughs) and the PA fried 10 minutes before we started the first oh, night no. pa fried so we scrambled around and we finally brought out a um a guitar amplifier uh-huh. and i plugged my mixer into that and it was the awful sound <laughs> it was terrible well the next night they had an old pa system that yeah. they brought out and hooked up so we were good for the rest of the kids crusade but you talk uh, about stress oh yeah 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 it's a lot easier preaching revival <laughs> yeah yeah i mean we did uh kids crusades it's been let's see grayson's five so it's been five years ago grayson was a newborn mm-hmm. layla was two oh. um and my wife was trying to take care of them and i had two obi kids with me uh-huh. and we were doing kids crusades and man i played seven different characters every <laughs> night my and goodness. i would Go out as one character yeah. and then run back and while I was changing, be doing a puppet yeah. and like change one arm, you know, and then switch <laughs> him over to the other arm while I was changing so I could get done with the puppet and uh, run back out there as another character. Yeah. And it was exhausting. It actually got so bad that we put it into the script that the uh, third night or the fourth night, one of the puppets that I have, he was Simon, Simon mm-hmm. the Surfer. And, you know, he always talks like this and yeah. dude, you know. But for whatever reason, that puppet, the voice, I couldn't hardly do. Mm. Because I my voice would get so strained from sure. every voice I'd done through the yeah. week that the last night I always had trouble with that. So we actually wrote it into the script that Simon got sick every week <laughs> on the fourth night. And he'd come up with a cold or something, you know, to where his yeah, voice yeah. didn't sound right. And uh, I actually would sneeze on, on my helpers and have like a spray bottle yeah. or something and sneeze on them. And, uh, the first time was hilarious because they had no idea it right. was coming. But it is so exhausting mentally, physically, it spiritually, yeah. because you get to a point where it's not just um, that you're tired, but now you're thinking, I have to go on and you're, you're not mentally prepared for it. Mm-hmm. And then you think, well, I've got to do this. And you don't take as much time to pray about it and right. really get the burden you need yeah. to because you're tired. And, and it, it, it is so, it's so stressful. It is to do something like that. And it really is difficult to put on a, a kid's crusade. Um, Tonight's a prime example. We had a little glitch at the very beginning. Mm-hmm. I had changed um, our intro where the king and, and Crusoe come in. Mm-hmm. 
And I had at the last minute, I had copied over from the third night PowerPoint to the, or excuse me, yeah, from the first night to the second night, which I should have copied the third night over to the second night. And it, it wasn't playing. And I'm like, oh, right. Uh, so I, I killed the projector real quick. I copied it over. It only took like maybe 30 seconds, but it was 30 seconds of dead air. Yeah. You know, because Courtney was at the back waiting to come in. Right. After the, and the, there's nothing yeah. she can do. And there's nothing she can do. Oh, man. So there's, there's times where that happens. But again, what you were talking about is those transitions, we needed that time instead of, you know, trying to do a puppet and get dressed. Mm -hmm. That's why we came up with those animated characters. Right. So that anything you can do to put on a screen, you know, to draw attention to that while you prepare for the next step is vitally important. It keeps Absolutely. your sanity <laughs> and it keeps you from like profusely sweating. Yes. You know, because I mean, I used to be drenched after Kids Crusade, yeah. you know, just, just yeah. totally done in. Yeah. So now it's like a, it's like a fine-tuned deal. And the other thing, too, is that we really focus on is high-tech stuff mm -hmm. because we're we're in a, comp, a very competitive age. Right. You know, kids are, you know, the games they play and their the, the phones they're on, you know, flannel boards are a thing of the past. I mean, we got to step up to the plate yeah. and produce something that is going to really captivate them. Right. Draw their attention. Um, so far in our Kids Crusade, this is our second one this summer. I've asked kids, what's your favorite part? And most of them say the pirate. They really like Captain Govatar, <laughs> you know, and he's, he's been a, a smashing success. So. Yeah. But one kid last week said, I like Ollie, you know, that yeah. animated octopus. Yeah. So you never know what kids will really, right. you know, focus on. But right. those transitions are really needful because it gives us time to get ready for the next thing and not have to be super stressed. Yeah. And again, having workers help us is a great blessing. Like normally I do puppets on those songs that we did last night, mm -hmm. but we had enough helpers here that were fairly good puppeteers and mm -hmm. I just turned it all over. Oh, that's now. awesome. So all I have to do is run the sound. It's yeah. great. <laughs> I can learn to delegate. Yeah. I don't have to be a one man show. <laughs> that's awesome. Now I'm circling back quite a ways, but uh, going back to writing lessons, stuff like that throughout your children's ministries, I know you are through your kids' crusades. I know you said you usually try to find a theme and kind of build your stuff around that. Are there any elements that you try to, um, as far as themes go, that you try to get into every kids' crusade? Yeah, I think one of the things that we really focus on is how special kids are to God and that he has a plan for their lives. Mm -hmm. Because I think a lot of kids are really facing self-esteem issues. Yeah. Um, you know, I grew up with a, a father who was not very complimentary at all. Um, and I won't go into those details, but it, it really left an impact on my life. So when I when we raised Courtney, I basically told her, Courtney, I want you to excel even further than I've ever excelled. I yeah. want you to be, I want you to have the opportunities that I've never had. Right. I want you to be used of God in a greater capacity. And, and as a result of that, Courtney has that burden for kids to see them excel too. Yeah. And I think once we, um, put that into kids' lives, you know, mm -hmm. we instill that within them to let them know, hey, I have a purpose. Yeah. And last year we really focused on you have a purpose. God has a purpose mm -hmm. for your life. And we'd have the kids yell out, 
uh, God's got a purpose for me, you know, and That's things awesome. like that. So those are the things we we kind of build into every theme is that these kids, God's got a plan for you. And I I've told them, I said, you may be up here doing kids ministry one of these days. You may be the next one that that goes to that church and yeah. sets up the black lights and yeah. blah, blah, blah. So, wow. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, really, it's it's the future of the church. Yeah. And people look at them as, you know, these little things that they have to put up with until they grow up. But the really, brats. Yeah. <laughs> but really, it's the future of the church oh, being trained. Yeah. Every moment is a training session for them. Mm-hmm. We, we talk about all the time, oh, I don't remember things like I used to. You know, I don't memorize things like I used to. Well, that's a prime example that when they're children, everything is being imprinted into their minds. Yeah. Everything is molding them in who, into mm-hmm. who they're going to become. And it's definitely something to take serious. The How a child is loved by God, how a child is special, and to really minister that to them. Yes. Because ministry isn't about... Um, Kids raising up kids that can shout. Mm-hmm. Ministry is about serving a child. Yes. It's about, I mean, that's what ministry is. It's service. Yes. And until you can get to a place where you can actually serve a child through your lesson mm-hmm. and serve a child to where they are made better by it, yeah. then you're not, you're not a children's minister. Yeah. You're a person with a funny joke and a long lesson. Right. You know? Right. And, It's so important for people to understand, hey, I'm not here just to entertain them. I actually need to get something across that's going to make them better. I am here to serve until they are made better. And then implement that. Mm -hmm. Once once you instill that in their life, then take that to the next level and give them a job to do. Even if it's something simple. Um, we have a cousin in Ohio, Tom Tony, and, um, he pastors a large church there. They, they have a quest program that they use for kids. Mm-hmm. Courtney actually used that at, uh, at, uh, OCA when she taught there okay. two yeah. years there. And basically that quest program is they take kids at third, third grade through fifth grade mm-hmm. and they train them. Um, to, to do everything ministry related, like wow. again, lights, sound, they actually have a 13 year old running their PA system wow. and it's a digital board, you know, there's yeah. a cur- there's a learning curve. Yeah. <laughs> so, but they trained him as a young man. Yeah. They're, a lot of their musicians are like teenagers, like 14, wow. 15 years old because they started off with this, you know, this training while they were young. Right. And that is so vitally important. If we can't get them involved, and I, I keep coming back to this, but we, that's the key right there. Mm-hmm. It's it's once you once you instill within their minds and their hearts, hey, I do have a purpose. Mm-hmm. Then let's put let's put actions to those words. Yeah, and let's let's get them involved. That's yeah. the thing right there. Now that in itself is a um, it's a major challenge. Yeah, because. There's got to be a balance, you right. know. You can't just let them have free throw and just you know do right. whatever they want to do. It's got to be structured, right? And to do that, it takes it takes time and patience, and you know you just got to work with them. Yeah, and imperfections, but yep. it's worth it. Yeah, and if and if out of ten kids in your kids' church, if you can have out of those ten, if you can have five 
that will stick with that and go with you into your teenage and then use them in the teenage class and, mm-hmm. and whatnot, you're going to have them for a lifetime. Yeah. So mm-hmm. that's the key right there. Train, 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 train. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, the Bible puts that pretty plain for us. Train up a child yes, in the way yeah. that he should go. Absolutely. And when he's old, he won't depart from it. Yeah. You talked about memorizing. Remember last night when I closed, I said, everybody ought to go to Sunday school. Sunday everybody school. started yeah. joining in. Where did they yeah. learn that? In yeah. Sunday school. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. I mean, you know, maybe some of our, you know, newer kids don't know that. But right. Like 85, 90% of the people were saying that last yeah. night. They learned that in Sunday school. Yeah. So, yeah, it's Sunday school in some churches is a thing of the past. Mm-hmm. Kids church, bus ministry, thing of the past. But it's so... It's vitally important. Yes. Yeah. You've got to have it. Absolutely. Well, uh, there is one more thing that I just kind of want to go over. In every episode so far... Um, I've talked to the, the person that I'm interviewing about if somebody were um, at a hard place in their children's ministry where either a, they're, they're just to a place where they say, I, I just can't go on with this anymore. I can't do it anymore. Or um, it's somebody that doesn't know how to get started. And they're like, I don't even know if I can do kids ministry. Um, what is some advice that you would give to that person? Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. Go to McDonald's and get a Happy Meal. <laughs> I think one of the things that is pertinent, I think is very important for workers. Let's go Let's go to the first one. The person who is just kind of almost burned out. Mm-hmm. All right. Just, I don't know if I want to do this anymore. It's so frustrating. The kids aren't getting involved. You know, they're not listening. You know, Um a lot of this really has to, to fall on the pastor's shoulders as the leader of his church to recognize these things. And they need to go to him first mm-hmm. and say, Pastor, I'm at a point of total frustration. I don't know what to do. Mm-hmm. It is his responsibility that the monkey needs to be put on his shoulder to come up with a solution, yeah. whether it's to send that person to like him conference out at Riverdale mm-hmm. or whether it's to send them to. It used to be one-way street, you know, now it's different. But there's different ministries around the country where they can go and get involved, see things firsthand, get some new ideas, and kind of get refreshed. Otherwise, we're going to lose them. Yeah. So so if you're listening and you're at that point, my friend, where you are totally frustrated and you just want to give it up, don't give it up just yet. Go to your pastor, explain your frustration, and try to work out something to where, you know, there, there's, there's gotta be a, there is a solution. And sometimes we can't see it because we're, we're so stuck in our little forest. Right. And the pressure all around us, we can't, you know, we can't see the outcome. Right. So that's one thing. The second thing, if you're, you're, you're wanting to start kids church, you have a burden for it. You're not sure what to do mm-hmm. again, need to go to your pastor and say, Hey, what what can I do? Do you have resources? Mm-hmm. And or, um, you know, if your pastor, maybe he's an older man and, you know, up in years and doesn't he doesn't have any resources himself. Mm-hmm. The Internet's full of resources yeah. and, and find places to where you can go get some information because you can't you can't just start off just, you know, well, I think I have a burden. Let's start next week. <laughs> 
you can have to prepare, yeah. prepare, 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 prepare. Absolutely. And in order to do that, you have to have resources. Right. So again, you can go to our website, chosenministriesinc.com, .org, sorry, .org, chosenministriesinc.org. And um, you can look at our ministry page. I'll try to post some things okay. uh, like tomorrow so that <laughs> once this airs, you know, you'll be able to uh, actually go there and see something. So, um, yeah, and, and um, there's, there's places we go. Some of them are Baptist. Some of them are, you know, Assembly of God. Some of them are, I don't know what, non-denominational. Mm-hmm. I actually did a puppet conference. I was asked to uh, teach two classes down in a Baptist uh, puppet ministry deal down in Louisiana. I'm mm-hmm. sorry, Mississippi, South Mississippi. And I taught two classes, one on blacklight and one on uh making puppets, puppet productions. Oh, wow. And actually made a puppet in the class. Oh, for that's them. cool. Yeah, it was really neat. So there's different ways you can find, and that's right. how we do, like YouTube is a wealth of information. Yeah. There's these guys on YouTube, they you know, that are, you know, tell these crazy jokes, and that's where we get a lot of our jokes from. Yep. Um, some of our illustrations, like tonight I did the pencils through the water bag. Have mm-hmm. you ever done that? I've and, seen it done. Uh, so colored pencils, you just take a, a little baggie, and uh, take five colored pencils, make sure they're sharp, make sure the bag is ziplocked, mm-hmm. hold it over a kid's head and talk about fear, you know. <laughs> Are you afraid this is going to bust over your head? And if you'll take that pencil and just push it through, it, it'll it just go all the way through that bag without water coming out. Huh. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. You can find all kinds of things on YouTube like yeah. that. Some of my illustrations and illusions I did last year, you know, uh, I found on YouTube and and I adapted them, yeah. you know, to make them fit what I wanted to do. Right. So, yeah, if you're looking to start, um, start now by doing research. Yeah. And again, talking to your pastor, getting some input. And here's another thing that really helps brainstorming. Yeah. If you'll get some people together and even if they're not going to be in the kids church, you know, maybe some older people have some wealth yeah. of information you don't know about. It's amazing the ideas yeah. people come up with yeah. when you're when you're brainstorming mm-hmm. and a, a thought really gets to rolling. Yes. That's where I feel like I get most of my ideas, honestly. I'll sit and talk with somebody for a while and then I'm like, man, this is great. Why haven't I ever thought of this yeah. before? And then stuff just starts laying itself out right. for me after that. Yeah. Um, some people, I don't know if they if they do as well with that. Some people just have to sit and think, I guess, but... I'm not one of those people. I definitely am the type of person where if somebody's willing to sit down with me, Hmm. I can bounce ideas off them and get stuff done in half the time than if I were doing it by myself. Oh, definitely. Yeah. And that's why Anna and Courtney and I, we we brainstormed together. Now, when we did our kids crusade at our home church at Calvary, Mm -hmm. we went ahead and got several people within the church Mm -hmm. and we had one of our best kids crusades. It was just awesome. Yeah. And, um, you know, we brainstormed, there was lots of ideas that came out of that and some of them we used, some of them we didn't, but Hey, yeah, I'd have never thought of it myself. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm, I'm the type of person, if I can see something, Mm -hmm. I can pretty much imitate that. Yeah. And, and, you know, a lot of stuff we do are, especially our technical stuff. Like Mm -hmm. we have, uh, DMX lights. Um, you know, we have a, a light bar. Um, all of our lights are, are DMX. So, you know, basically I, I run everything from that. Mm-hmm. I actually have a program to where I can sync that to my computer. I haven't learned how to oh, do wow. that yet, but that's down the road. Yeah. But here's one thing I want to leave with you is if you are interested in children's ministry, um, 
there is a huge, huge need for Kids Crusade people to yeah, travel. Absolutely. And, um, you know, a lot of, and it is a lot of work, but, uh, you know, we're doing 15 this summer, actually into the fall. And I've had to turn down several churches. So mm-hmm. there's a great need out there for people who, you know, um, have a ministry for that. Right. Now, we only do that through the summertime. The other part of the year, I actually, I started a business after I resigned from EMS mm-hmm. back in November, and it's called Church Solutions. And what I do is I install PA systems, anything media related. Yeah. Um, I just help churches with that. So I actually travel around a lot by myself the rest of the year, which I don't like traveling by myself, but, uh, Anna's mom at this point has Alzheimer's and she's trying to help her at home, you know, as much as possible. So, but it is a great ministry and and we've seen brother Seth, I I can't tell you, we never have kept count, but over the years, literally hundreds and hundreds of children Mm -hmm. come to Jesus Christ. And and many of them, you know, for the first time, of course, you you know, some of them will raise their hand. It's been saved like 20 times at least, but yeah. You know, you never know. And uh, some of the greatest workers have come out of, you know, kids ministry, kids crusades, things like that. Yeah. Another instance is Brother Mike Blue. We He was pastored in Jonesboro, Illinois. And I called him up. I said, hey, brother, how about a kids crusade? He said, oh, Brother Dave, I'd love to have you come. But we only got one kid in kids church right now. I said, all the more reason for us to come. Let's do some canvassing. And this is before kids were afraid of clowns. So we went a couple of days early and, and we took a pickup truck. I think it was uh, Brother Blue's uh, father-in-law. And we went out and we dressed two of the guys up in clowns. And one of them was Michael Blue. Yeah. And uh, we went out and handed out flyers. And the first night we had 68 kids. Wow. Yeah. It, That's It awesome. blew us away. Yeah. And, uh, and out of that, there were four girls. If I remember right, I may have my story wrong, but I think I'm correct. There were four girls that had gotten saved in the kids' crusade mm-hmm. who stayed with it, and eventually they became the the workers for kids' church. Oh that wow, church. that's awesome! Yeah, yeah it was pretty. It's pretty neat. So, you know, it's it's definitely a much much needed ministry. Yes. Um, yeah, it I is. love it. Well, I sure appreciate you taking the time to speak to hey, whoever's welcome. listening tonight. Yeah. Um, and again, this is Lions, Tigers, and Children's Ministry, oh my. You can reach me on Facebook at that name, uh, or you can find me on Instagram at LTCM underscore the word O, O-H, and then the word my, M-Y. So LTCM underscore oh my. Um, you can also email me. Uh, I will put that email address in the comments. Or you can reach out to Brother Dave Johnston at... ChosenMinistriesInc.org. ChosenMinistriesInc.org. Um, or you can order the puppet pattern. Pattern, yes. And that is at PuppetCreations.com. PuppetCreations.com. Please be sure to let us know if there's anything that you can think of that you'd like to hear uh, spoken about on this podcast. And... Make sure to reach out to us. Let us know how much you enjoyed having Brother Johnston here with us tonight. And if there's any other questions you have for him, you can reach out to him. It's actually and Puppet Creation. Puppet Creation. There's no yeah, S. No S. <laughs> PuppetCreation.com. I thought I'd better look it up. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much for listening once again, and we'll look forward to talking to you again real soon.